shoot a possum. Kenny not feeling so great. Oh, no. Let's take another hit of Tussin. Daddy, my arm's broken. I'll get a little Tussin on that. I saw saw a great cartoon. The the Betty Crocker type moms in the kitchen baking, stirring a cake mix, and she's got the dress and apron on. Her little daughter looks up at her. The daughter's got a little frock on and holding a doll. And the the little girl says to the mom, Mom, I think I'm a boy. And mom says, Well, you're not. End of of story. (laughs) Well, you're not. Oh, okay. Uh, Frat. Anybody see the moon last night? I did. She was was a beauty. Frat, Uh, lip, final final rip. Good, because it's the final ice out. Right. Uh, Final rip, aqua, grund. The grund. And I am going to plug in a higher pro. Kenny. We picked up Precision Garage Door today. Nice. And they signed on for a year. With you? Yeah. Nice. Kenny, I need a maple grove, a seafoam, a pro-turf, and a tri-state, please. It's a thin line between drug and between drug. What, Joe? Do Lieutenant Dan. It's a thing <clears throat> between love and hate. I'll, I'll get you out of here early today, Kenny. Okay. Rip. Aqua and Grunt. Yes, sir. Kenny's the problem. He's the one that always has 10 ads. He's got over space down. You had a, quite a few yesterday, didn't you? No, I had one. Oh, I thought he had four. I don't count Fratelloni, Rip, or Aqua. What do you oh. mean? Well, I, I don't get paid for uh, any of that. Yeah, you do. As far as I know. Yeah, you do. Uh, well, I don't count them also because they're they're done along with the show's opening. Rookie, at some point, I need Minnesota Masonic. It's a thin line between love and hate. That song hurts my ear. Right. Maybe, uh, Maybe I want to head down. Take that, that down a little bit. <laughs> I wonder if I should call my three. Joe, have you ever been to Chattanooga? I just drove through there, Ken. No, I've been to Nashville. There's now a, uh, uh, it was a, a shop and it closed down and now it's a museum for guitars. Mm, Johnny Haywood yeah. wrote that. And there's a documentary about it on um, Amazon Prime that I watched this morning. Oh. It's really, really good. They've got some really, Cool, cool guitars there. Cool. Where where is it Kenny, located? Chattanooga. No, but I mean, is it? No, oh, some old railroad thing or something. Cool. Like 
I don't know Chet. I wish I was a guitar player because I would own hundreds of guitars. It's hard to own hundreds of drum sets. You really don't need to. But those guitars, I can see why guys like Hyde and Jeff Dayton and those guys must have. Well, they have a a room there, a stage where people play, and I'm just wondering if Jeff has ever played there. I bet he has. Ricky, what's wrong with your mic? Check, check. Rooks, everything off out there? Yeah. And doors shut? Bradaloni's underwear in garden stores. Ricky, do you have any more gas? Yes. Well, don't do it in here. Hey, Billy Colslack got in touch with me, and uh, he's a member of the Minnesota 100 Club. Whatever that is. Uh, It's a 50-year-old nonprofit organization whose mission to provide emergency financial assistance to the families of Minnesota first responders who are killed or critically injured in the long my answer is no. So what they just did on April 25th is they gave Shannon Owen a check for $50,000 after Deputy Josh Owen. Oh, good. So they give usually give around 10 grand, but they gave her 50. And they're promoting um, a license plate. So it's a bunch of guys that got together and said, we need to take care of these people. Did you see how attractive that widow is? Yeah, was a picture of hey, her. Um, I, so anyway, just down the road, I'm going to figure it out. Turns so out I, I can I, see a woman's attractive. You absolutely I, can. I have a lot of first degree separation for uh, the Owen family. It turns out I know a lot of people that know them. Oh, oh really? Your point being, Rook? So that's just an introduction. Let's do something or promote. Or I don't know what they want to do well, yet. Why? I mean, he's a friend of yours who emailed you this. There's no formal context for this. Well, I think promotion of the Minnesota 100 guys that are out charity organization if they're doing that kind of work and they want you to just buy a minnesota 100 club plate like the critical habitat well uh if you not can, for today but well, me, if you can figure out a way to talk about it that makes sense that well, we, you leave you know in context that something might come up that reminds you of that or something yeah and we'll probably have somebody from their organization maybe down the road okay but it was just an opening piece here to say Here's what's going on. Why aren't they? Well, I got opening pieces. No, I mean an introduction. Yeah. Not for the show today. Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Huh? Joe, I'm rolling. Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1072, May 5th, 2023. 89 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in the year 2000. It was 27 degrees. Uh, that's chilly as recently as 1989. Beautiful full moon tonight. The Lakota would call that the planting moon. Mm. And yes, I have ice outs. This is the last day of ice outs. You fisher men want to get out there and start fishing. Go to rippleuniversity.com. They have an amazing app that helps you set up, tweak, and dial in your hummingbird, Garmin, or Lawrence. Low. Lawrence, Lawrence Marine uh, Electronics through their app. Visit Ripple Lip. You know, it's it's hardly fair to the fish, isn't it? Visit RippleLipUniversity.com. This is the final day of Ice Outs. Ice Out. And listen to this uh, for you climate change hysterians who don't really understand yet that the climate change hysteria has nothing to do with the climate. The uh, ice went out of Minnetonka on this day in 1857. 
right? 1857. 1857. Okay. And in 2018. 2018. That's yeah. the door closing. We're closing on that little Will he be back for another year of ice house? <laughs> he better. I hope so. <laughs> tell you the truth. If you want to lay home, the ice is out. You want to get ready for swimming, call Aquaside. Aquaside has been helping people maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with their equipment, their products. Their products are easy to use and begin working quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and Aquaside products are completely safe for you, your family, and the fish you're going to check because you keep checking your RippleLipUniversity.com app. Don't let weeds overtake your lake upon this Keep that swimming area crystal clear. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem. Make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at White Bear Lake Company. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, in the mayor's office above the boathouse, the east shore of Spring Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your man, Joe Sushi. May I start with the musings of Fred Larson? The musings of Fred Larson. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Starting spring field work on our western Wisconsin farm, and that always gives me ample windshield time and a tractor to think. I would uh, like to attempt an amateur link, my first with the mayor's permission. You may, you may proceed. As we all ponder what is happening both socially and politically in this country, it seems to me that the stigmas of both shame and embarrassment have been erased. I hesitate a bit here because I believe that nobody should carry these around forever, but a little of them go a long way deterring people from doing incredibly stupid things without being ridiculed. Look at politicians these days on both sides of the aisle. They have no qualms about making outlandish proposals that would have been widely ridiculed just a few years ago. Not to mention bad behavior, poor manners, and social decorum. Of course, these behaviors are routinely dismissed by the perpetrators by citing their outrage or strong feelings about whichever subject is in question. A little humility in the shape of uh, shame or embarrassment would go a long way in curbing this behavior. This lack of shame has not only affected the average citizen, but has definitely invaded our state houses and even our national offices. Instead, in many circles, especially activist circles, which is a word I suggest be submitted for the foghorn list, is celebrated. On a more lighthearted note, I was at the grocery store checkout line a couple of weeks ago with my wife when the young guy bagging our groceries lightly inquired if we had any big plans for this summer. Right. <laughs> he was a pleasant enough young guy, but I immediately thought of Kenny and his standard response of mind your own business but quickly improvised and said, why, do you want to come along? This caught both me and my wife off guard. Made my wife laugh, which isn't easy for me to do. So I got that going for me, which is nice. See you at the fair, Fred. I bring that up because I'm comforted to know 
that there's more Freds in this country than we ever acknowledge. Mm. There's more Freds out there and, and Fredericas behind the windshield of a tractor or working at the John Deere factory or building it. They, they know that the mystery is a bad thing. They just know it in their gut. And they, uh, they do the best they can to, to fight it and to push back. And there was Fred. Such a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and then get routinely ignored uh, every election. Yep. Yeah. We're going to have an exercise today, a class exercise mm. coming up. Well, Gary, uh, Gary has some thoughts too. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. I didn't think that was enthusiastic. Hail you. Hail. Hail. You. Joe, we are constantly hectored by the global warming crowd. Well, they're they're not they're not worried about global warming. That that movement has nothing to do with the climate. Joe, we are constantly hectored by the global warming crowd, warning that vast structures of coastline, as well as islands, are going to be swallowed up by rising seas. There was an article this past Sunday in the Star Tribune. I, I have to say right here, Gary's about the 10th person who wanted me to uh, be aware of that article. I did read it last Sunday. I just didn't bother to ever bring it up. Uh, last time they called, why did the Vikings vanish from Greenland? It turns out that the well, Vikings were driven from their coastal outpost due to flooding. This outpost existed from about 985 to 1450 A.D. Back around that time, the sea level had risen by more than 10 feet over prior centuries. Yet we are told that mankind is responsible for the rising sea levels today. Well, you're not. I guess it turns out the culprit all along must have been our mother, Mother Earth, pushing back now more than ever, Gary Liebman and Egan. I hope more and more people uh, understand that the climate change movement has has nothing to do with the climate. I tore that article out. It's on the table behind me. Would you like me to read it word for word? No, it's too long. Okay. But it's true, uh, the Vikings are up there in Greenland, and uh, not our team. No, no, because they would have lost in the playoffs. They would have. They would have lost to the ice. Right. Right. Uh, And they, uh, all of a sudden, you know, their boats were above them. Mm -hmm. They had to climb up to them. They said, what's going on here? Well, the oceans were rising. Well, and you said you hope more more and more people are awakened to that. But I think they are. Remember around election time last year, People in the state were listening. That is about the fifteenth most important topic to them. Because it's not a, it's not even a it's, topic. It's, it's made up out of whole cloth. Right. Uh, Jordy has a good point. He's taking bets. This is a really a good point. How long before environmentalists environmentalists start attacking EVs? <laughs> wow. Don't, under, don't underestimate the importance of the fact that the automobile symbolizes freedom and mobility something like vitally important for socialists to destroy or control. Banning the gasoline-fueled vehicles and replacing them with limited-range electrics is a step in that direction. The ability to build in technology to turn them off on command or the ability of limiting the fuel supply is another essential element in their plans. Good luck, Jordy. On that note, I meant to bring, or meant to give this to you the other day, and I forgot, but you just reminded me of it. Mm-hmm. This was supplied to us by loyal GLer Flushing Metropolitans on Twitter. Right. It's a repair bill 
from a Chevy dealership in West Palm Beach by the name of Roger Dean Chevrolet. This is how much it costs to replace a battery on an EV Chevrolet Volt. All right. Would you guys care to, care where, to guess? Where, where is this from? Uh, this was sent to the GL account. Well, by, by an emailer? No, by a tweeter. Okay, see, I, I really, really yeah. tried to harp on you that you don't get your news from Twitter. But I'm, already, just can't. I'm already wary. I want to hear. Next, but uh, you asked a question, and I want to throw in a guess: eight thousand seven hundred sixty-nine dollars and thirty-four cents. This is from what dealership? Roger Dean Chevrolet, which I did verify exists in West Palm Beach, Florida. Roger Dean Chevrolet in West Palm Beach, Florida, and do we know the type of uh, the make? Uh, it's a Chevy. Oh, yeah. it's a, it's a, weren't you listening? Just give us the price. It's Come an on. EV Chevrolet Volt. Is this oh, like the price? I'm right? sorry, a Volt. I can't go. Over. I know a guy who owns a Volt. Big old, he loves it, but he's a technology guy, Can't so he gets it. With you. I, I oh my god! Okay, Chris, what did it cost? You didn't guess. Oh, what was Kenny? Eighty-five hundred. No, eight thousand six hundred something. I think I don't know. The coolant wasn't bad. Uh, the coolant was $33.95. What coolant? What, what, what do you need coolant That's for? what it's just, it, well, this is describing the way. This is why Twitter Shop supplies were $41.50. The battery, gentlemen, was $28,853.99. I, I don't believe that. Jumping and I'll tell you why I don't believe it. That's about what a volt costs. Okay. I mean, no, I'm sure a volt costs more than 28 grand, but not that much more. I don't believe that. I mean, as much as I think EVs are government cars, and I couldn't be more opposed to them for a variety of reasons, I find it hard to believe. And, Rookie, you could be you know, flashing those fat fingers of yours over the keyboard I am and find out why uh, if a, that could even be true. Come on. Or if you'd let me finish, I had oh, that point also. Hang on. Hold on, there's more. There's several different makes and models of EV battery battery replacement. And it can range from anywhere from $5,000 up to $31,000. I say we call the dealership. That's a Volkswagen, Tesla, Chevrolet Volt, Hyundai Ionic, BMW i3, Chevrolet Bolt, and a Nissan Leaf. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that battery replacement is ridiculously expensive. Battery. I do doubt that it costs twenty-eight grand to put a battery in a Volt. Would it also depend on how old the model is? I don't know, like that? but that's just outrageous. Could we call the dealership? Do we have to? <clears throat> well, do you want to leave this unattended? Do you want to leave this? Kind of. I mean, we're fact-based. That's not. That's not plausible. Okay. I am pulling up that dealership's. Service department right, right now. Okay, right. I don't know that I'll have it instantly, but no, you, right now I will do some investigation. Chevy for Volt battery replacement cost. That's what I'm clicking on right now. Yeah, and it sends me to a sponsor that doesn't just give you the. Why doesn't it just say how much it is? Call Mauer. Okay. Call Mauer Chev. Tell him who you are. It's really hard to find the price here because it might be that costly. I can be silent as long as it takes for yeah, this to happen. I just want to witness here. This is what I'm telling you. 
Oh, no, let's not do that. What? Let's call, let's call Mike Schoonover. Yes, yes, quickly. Call Mike Schoonover. Uh, what all I want to know is that plausible that a Bolt battery is twenty eight grand? That's all I want to know. And uh, he's been dealing with this. I'm sure they've gotten vehicles in that are EVs that require battery replacements due to damage or whatever. Is that him? Yeah. Is that him, Mike? Hey, Joe. Mike. Uh, We're on the show, so don't be using any of them cuss words. He's talking to Joe. Reavers just read a tweet, which uh, always alerts my alarm bells. But I don't take my news from Twitter. But there's a Chevrolet dealership in Palm Beach. West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach. Fred Dean. Roger Dean. Roger Dean Chevrolet. And a guy sent us the bill for a battery replacement in a Chevy Volt. Are you with me so far? I am. $28,000. That strikes me as not plausible. Uh, that is uh, probably accurate, Joe. Yeah, that's, not the, that's not the first time I've heard that. So, yeah, that's a very expensive repair bill. And then what happens to that battery when it's pulled out? Well, if that's a Chevy Volt, what in the hell is a battery going to cost on a Mercedes-Benz? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, you know what? Hey, I'll do some research for you, okay? Please. I would really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll do some Thanks. I appreciate you doing my job, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that rough? Yeah. 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 Got call, it. call us back if, at your convenience. You got it. Copy All right. That. Thank you. Those same short thank little you. fat fingers that were supposed to work the keyboard to find out the cost. Mm -hmm. uh, our mole zip has sent me. The app, this is according to repairpal.com. Mm -hmm. Chevrolet Bolt EV hybrid high voltage battery replacement cost estimate. The average cost estimate for high voltage battery is $19,684 and $19,753. And that's a hybrid, you said. Yeah. Did you read the word hybrid? Hybrid. Which means the battery wouldn't be as big as an all EV battery. And I will say, in my defense, the reason I trusted this, Joe is the Chevy dealership that I that I use to change my old things. It looks exactly like this bill that I saw. That's why I thought it was authentic. Well, uh, you're preaching to the choir. You'll never catch me owning one of these government cars. But, okay, at what point is it even worth it to replace the battery? Mm. That's, battery. Like, that's like the battery on your DeWalt, your drill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You go to buy one and you realize, you know what? I could buy a whole new unit with two batteries for about the same price. At least that's how it used to be. Good Lord. Well, let's get back to the uh, the supposition that started this. I, I agree that it's just a matter of time before the hysterians uh, complain about EV vehicles. What's going to be their com biggest complaint? Well, they'll, they'll see they'll see on something that fossil fuels are still, re are still required to make them or whatever. Well, really, what they are going after because again, the industry is bringing about a different country than the United States currently right. is. They're really going after the freedom of your movement. What what really is at play here is how you should behave. And how you should behave might very well include not being able to get up and go wherever you want, whenever you want. 
because that speaks too much to the patriarchy of the founding fathers who uh, even had the nerve to suggest pursuit of happiness. That's scarier than bleep. Pursuit of happiness. It seems happy. Let's have pursuit I'm of mediocrity. It seems to me they're pursuing a, a kind of a new style of socialism. It's not certainly not North Korea, right. and it's not Russia. It's kind of, you could see some similarities between China and the way we want to go, but it seems like it's a whole new hybrid of socialism that they're pursuing, our, our own kind of special American socialism. Here's Mike back on the line. Mike Scooby. Hey, Bill. Hi. So I only have access to a 2021 Audi e-tron. So that is Audi's electric vehicle. Right. Uh, the labor is only two and a half hours, which I, I don't find. Uh, I would have to do more research on that. But the, uh, the part alone, depending on which, uh, how many kilowatt or the, the, the specific type of battery for the vehicle, list price from Audi is $39,000. Oh. That's insane. That's for the part alone. Do people know this when they buy that Audi? Are they told when you replace the battery, it's thirty grand? No, thirty. Well, thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Okay. Wow. In our world, if uh, if an EV gets uh, hit, if it's in a severe collision, it's generally going to get totaled out because there's no way to test if the impact is any damage to the internal components of the battery. Right. Wow. Mike, and, thank you. Wait, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, wait. Don't hang well, up on him. And go shops, ahead. you know, shops like myself, I, I would be very leery of having a wrecked EV in my, my location just simply because of the risk of fire. Especially if my car was inside your shop when the EV showed up. He would refuse. Joe would refuse that EV. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, I won't let that happen. I'm reading a, a piece that you actually sent me from a body shop business called EV Batteries Handling Disposal and Storage. And it sounds like you have to have specially trained technicians just to pull the battery out of there. And just because the battery, from what I'm reading, and if this is correct, it's because the battery isn't powering the car anymore. It doesn't mean that it's not charged. Correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, this, if that had to be done, uh, this would be, I would send it to the dealer simply because, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about warranty issues and, and all kinds of other things. So they're, they're probably better in this particular situation replacing the drivetrain of, of an EV. I think they would be better equipped to handle it. So, uh, and, and what are we going to do? Where, you know, am I going to get my technicians to, uh, be up to date on on the you know the Honda, EV, the GM, the Mercedes, Porsche. The, you know, there's so many different EVs out there, and none of them have the same type of of setup as far as where they're mounted, how they're mounted. You know, there's there's no there's no uh, they're not the same. Right. So we it would be impossible for us to tool up for that and for us to train for that. Mike, the, what started this was a repair bill that I saw on social media. Here's the other thing that I didn't realize until just now. This was replaced back, according to this document from this dealership, this was replaced back on August 23rd of 2022. The odometer of this vehicle, mm -hmm. 70,489 miles. Hmm. So 
you plan on keeping this for a while? Think of the cost wow. over the life and expectancy of that vehicle. And Mike, I'm reading here that if you want to paint a car with this battery powered, it's advisable to remove the whole battery due to the temperature extreme when you're baking that paint. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's another challenge there. But uh, you know, our uh, our fearless leaders. You know, they, they thought of all that stuff. <laughs> Mike, I appreciate your callback. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Say the weekend temperatures are supposed to be in the 60s and 70s and only passing showers. You know what that means? It's what? the grilling weather's here. We've had the last of the ice outs. you got to make your grunt run. I'm grilling tomorrow, baby. Grilled on my Blackstone. Yep. I made burgers, bacon, and threw a slice of steak on there. Oh. And I can't wait to fire up some rookie burgers yep. on my new Blackstone. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on, in Hugo on Highway 61 north of Hugo. And Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Forest Lake on uh, 97, just east of Interstate 35. This is... Minnesota-grown beef, beef for Minnesota's farmers, 140 flavors of brats, town ball meatloaf, rookie burgers. But we've said before, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Anything you want, including fish, right? Yeah, you got to get over there, though. You have to, to, you have to experience Grunhofer's to experience the overwhelming. You stare at a freezer for about two hours because you're trying to decide which brat you're going to pick. And tomorrow will be busy. Saturdays at Grunhofer like are like hanging out at the Mac Hardware Lounge. Christmas morning. Get to the Grunhoffers. The grilling season is underway, although it's been underway for GLers for quite some time. For you normal people, uh, the grilling season is underway. Get to Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61 north of Hugo and in Forest Lake on Highway 97 east of Interstate 35. Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats. Okay, I'm done. She's come undone. That is an amazing statistic. Does anybody else have problems sleeping when it's a full moon? Yes. I do. Yes. I did. In fact, I just stay up. Oh, it was a struggle last night, man. Jeez. I find I get my best sleep in between uh, hitting the snooze alarm. It's the only time I sleep good. I wonder if it's because of the light it casts on the landscape. And you think it's light up? Near. I think it's more than that. Uneven. It has something to do with the tide. Yeah. The, uh, you know, it goes around. The gravity deal. Back down. Navigation. Oh, wait. i got to play something. Navigation. Not a garage logic town council member. They texted me, did you make this? No, I did not make it. Okay, they shut the account down. Yesterday, I talked to the lady. She said, tell me what one of your last purchases was. Oh, God. $1.61 at Sam's Club. I got the hot. <laughs> you went into Sam's Club. For you $1.61? It's people like you that are ruining the world. <laughs> yeah, stand in line between this idiot who has to get his card out to get a hot dog. Something. I started scrolling down and I was really, I did get three beers. Uh, it's a dollar sixty-one. Sam, I got the hot dog. Rolled meat log. Two bucks on you. I thought about it. So you 
parked at Sam's, walked into that giant warehouse, and bought a rolling heat block, and that's it. It's not an overstated meal for a dollar sixty-one. It's the fixings. The fixings. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an email newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at GarageLogic.com. As long as we're doing that, uh, I, I have been meaning to tell you, you must recut your, uh, oh, who's the ad, who's the money guy? Josh. You got to recut a Josh ad. You oh. used the word advocate wrong. Oh. And it sounds horrible. So you need to recut that. You say, uh, can you remember what you say? You say, that's why I advocate for Josh. I'll be honest. I don't even remember what, because I plugged that one in. I don't know. Okay. But I it's have, an advocate. 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 No, advocate. Advocate. Not advocate. Advocate. So you said it's an a- advocate is somebody who is in, uh, rooting for something. Got it. And when you advocate, you are. Uh, I'm in charge. Yeah. But anyway, you use it wrong, the Thank wrong you. pronunciation. It sounds horrible. I will change. What if you abdicate? That's a different thing. What about abdicate? You renounce no. one's throne. I wonder if there will be any abdication of uh, King Charles. That's you portentous caitiffs zip it. <laughs> uh, Chris, who is the voice? Well, I, what? Wait. wait. What? Stop oh, really? I'm stumped. What's a caitiff? Uh, why don't. Oh, who's that voice, Chris? That's um, what I want to know. It's the new guy that they started using when they flipped to score north. And I don't, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's in house. I, I think he's, I've heard him on other stuff, not associated with Hubbard. I think. I see. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know who it is. You advocate for him. I do. I abdicate for him. That's going to cost the uh, crowning of Chuck is going to cost the British taxpayers $125 million. That is insane. It is silly, isn't it? It's, it's really silly. In this day and age, yes. I don't advocate for that. And that phony Harry, he flies in on a private jet, but he's worried about the climate. No, he's not. He's worried about your behavior. He's not even worried about it. He's just going along. He's worried about who's taking care of Megan right yeah. now. Oh, she's the dark. Uh, she's a dark force. She's no go zone. She is really no go zone. You think he knew that? Of I course. don't know. He had mommy issues. Well, you know what they Harry. say about the no go zone gals. You know. Yeah. You know, it might be might be a trade off there. Friday and Saturday. Are there's, there's, there's a trade off there. <laughs> It's that old Monday through Thursday that or Sunday. Here we go. Thursday. Does Kenny got something? He sure go. does, Joe. Let's go. Are you advocating that we start? Yes. Okay. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Seashore. So, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're walking through the old Save Big Money store looking for a wax ring. Uh, and you saw a good-looking safe, and you had a notion, didn't you? Wait, wait, stop, stop. You're not really going to buy a steel box with a fancy paint job from a glorified lumber yard slash supermarket, are you? No, you're not. Do yourself a favor. Click on over to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Take a gander at the Liberty brand of safes. They provide the best protection you can get from calamity. And then stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. Meet and greet the owner, Rich. He's an easygoing stand-up guy. He'll make sure you go home happy and buy happy 
I mean, you just bought the best safe ever made, the Liberty Safe, and you did it from Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Uh, forget about buying a generic steel box from anywhere else. Rich in the shop in Maple Grove is the best place in the Midwest to pick up a safe and get lock services. MapleGroveLockandSafe.com. Let's go through an exercise together. Okay. I was. Uh, we all know that uh, uh, yesterday the little guy, Fry, gave his state of the city address. <laughs> he sure a, did. A couple of weeks ago, Mayor uh, Carter in St. Paul gave his state of the city address. And uh, Mayor Fry wants us to know that Minneapolis is on the mend, right? Okay. And I got to thinking, what does that mean to a Mysterian as opposed to what does that mean to us? When a Mysterian says, come on down, my city's great, what does that mean to a Mysterian as opposed to what it might mean to a GL? For example, uh, Fry uh, would offer as evidence of his city being in the, on the mend that they're tackling housing and homelessness. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I'd, I'd go along with that. That should be tackled. Uh, they're tackling violent crime. Okay, but that's not under control. So I would not offer, as a GLer, I would not offer violent uh, crime reduction as an example of my city being on the mend because that's not true. Well, that's an answer to conservative questions. And he phrased it in such a manner that, he just gave us the percentage that it's down. He didn't give us any um, real numbers down from how many separate incidents of, of, you know, like say gun violence or robbery down from what to what. He just gives us a percentage. And that's just playing with the numbers. If he's spinning the numbers, if you ask me. He said there are workers back downtown. Uh, not enough from my point of view. Uh, we don't know that. You've got big firms moving out. You've got vacancies in the buildings that do exist. You know what it is when he says things like that? Because you see a lot of that with people that are just simply trying to pretend that something else is going on. And that's what we live in. Mm -hmm. We live in this cycle of, well, we're just going to pretend. We're going to pretend that that person's a woman. We're going to pretend that this doesn't exist. Why is that so difficult? He offers as another example of the city being on the mend that they're meeting their goals of climate change. Uh, mm. We don't know. That. That's, that's not important because that, that's a non-factor. There is no, the climate has always changed. But it is to them. It is to you because it means a controlling mechanism. It has nothing to do with the environment. Absolutely nothing. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1857 and 2018. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, the goals of climate change uh, do not meet my qualifications for a city on the mend. And then finally, city workers. Apparently, he would wish that city workers be more respected. And, and oh, okay, I, I, I'm all How for that. How are they that. not being respected right now? I, I'm all for that. Yeah, but why did he pull that out? I mean, that seems right. like material to me. Yeah. But when a Mysterian is faced with, here's a Mysterian yeah, at the head of a city 
that as recently uh, as when was the final four in the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl was February, early February of 2018, and the final four was the following April in 2019. And so that's four years? Yeah. As recently as four years ago, it was a flourishing city. But as I said, because I was downtown a lot for the other gig I had, yeah. it was starting to deteriorate. And then. yes, I'm aware of the ramifications of the pandemic, which really enabled Mysterians to ruin a lot of things. Mm -hmm. they, they probably didn't think they were ruining things, but they did. And then the George Floyd summer didn't help. I, I understand that, and I'm willing to factor that in. But what I view as a thriving city is not what a Mysterian would view as a thriving city. You know, I want lights up across the street at Christmas. I want to be able to walk down the Nicollet Mall without one ounce of concern I want there to be full office buildings of people gainfully employed. I want some more uh, care taken to accommodate motorists who must park downtown. Do you want kids running in and out of Target with or garbage bags full of merchandise? No, I don't want that. Okay. I, I want a Target store where mom goes in with the two kids and feels comfortable uh, shopping for school supplies or whatever. I, I don't want what the Mysterians want. I don't want... Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't want what they want. What they? I don't know what they want. Hmm. What do they want? Because this is what he came up with. Uh, and he's caught between a rock and a hard place because he probably is smart enough to know that he has to offer a functioning city that's attractive to people that the mystery compels him to reject. Follow me now. Okay. He has to offer a city that's attractive to the people that the mystery compel him to turn his back on. In other words, rich people. The people paying the bills. He has to turn his yeah. back on people who achieve. Yeah. He has to turn his back on people who are maintaining nice properties. Home ownership. He has yeah. to turn yeah. his back on home ownership because that goes against the grain. Private property is a staple uh, of the uh, Mysterian mystery. Patriarchy. He, he has to turn his back on patriarchy. We've noted before there is no more brotherhood in Minneapolis. The brotherhood, however loosely defined it might have been, were guys or gals who could go to a mayor and say, look, uh, X isn't working, and B is let's let's fix this. Those people don't go to the mayor anymore. The people who go to the mayor are single interest people, trans activists, uh, equity activists, uh, you name it. And 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 routinely, uh, because they're because they're not schooled in competitiveness and entrepreneurship, cities like Minneapolis uh, continue to fail in even accommodating the mystery aspirations. For example, this black uh, event at the at the convention center about a month ago, yeah. a black job expose yes. or, or uh, a black entrepreneurship expose, and the woman they put in place screwed it up. 
the the money wasn't there, they couldn't pull it off. So they're not even pulling off that which they approve of themselves pulling off. So so where where does a guy like that go? Well, he stands behind a podium, barely visible above it. Like <laughs> Kilroy should stand on a apple crate or something. And and he comes up with while we're tackling violent crime, we're we're bringing workers back downtown. We're handling climate change. We're all uninterested in that, sir. That's not what makes a city. Safety makes a city, and that horse left the barn. Would he have done that? Because the first thought I had was, would he have done that had we not had that arrest federally a couple of days ago? That's a good point. That that certainly helps him reinforce that. But that had nothing to do with the mayor or anything statewide or even locally. That was a federal operation. And I know when Mayor Carter has had his state of the state, it was attended primarily by city workers. Well, there's a great dichotomy there. There's a great paradox that basically he was addressing the needs of the public to the needs of the public class. And again, Carter uh, has been ingrained in the ideology that I'm not paying attention to the people who pay the bills. I'm not paying attention to families with children. I'm not paying attention to uh, properties well-maintained. I'm not paying attention to any of that because my focus is to bring about equity. And I do that by, uh, by ignoring those who actually produce and am attempting to funnel their production to the people who don't. Well, that's not an interesting city. No, he talks in, he doesn't give specifics. So, so what's a mayor? So Fry, none of what you said appeals to anybody except maybe the handful of people who showed up for your remarks. No, 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 no. They didn't show up. It was 200 people. And they were all invited. Oh. It was invite only. Okay. And this paragraph I'm about to read to you is just hysterical. All right. Um, it was live streamed on the city website, but Frey received, uh, Frey, excuse me, received a standing ovation from the assembled crowd, which included elected officials, <laughs> civic leaders, and community activists who were essentially handpicked by the mayor's office. There you go. There, and, that is not the sign of a successful city. Right. Um, and Fry knows that. I, I'm convinced he's not that stupid. He's, he's smarter than that. Is affordable housing, and I'm serious, I don't know anymore. I, I just don't know anymore. Is affordable housing a euphemism for projects? Yes. Where bad things happen? Yes. Well, he was giving the speech from a new project. Right. And in the what you should always keep in mind when you use the phrase affordable housing is affordable for whom? He's not talking about making it affordable for you. He's making it affordable for people. Well, and then Biden chips in by helping because if you're an achiever, you'll you'll pay a higher mortgage rate Lots of so that works. money can be funneled yeah. to the people who don't have any money. Uh there, there was nothing in this fellow's remarks that would indicate. To, and then you get, I read the comments on the story. And he's got a constituency because there was quite a few comments who say, only right-wingers say Minneapolis 
doesn't work. Well, they don't come downtown. Well, whoever said that completely misses the point and doesn't even understand what the mystery is. The mystery is uh, bringing about 10 years from now, if we keep going the way we're going, Minneapolis will not exist. It will not exist. It will, okay, it will not exist as a center of commerce. Joe, it's not existing in that way right now. It will not exist as a gathering place. Uh, It will not exist as the center of culture and arts. None of that will happen. None, and, and then I have to be—I have to be somewhat objective here. I'm trying to be fair. Uh, cities are changing. People can work at home, and uh, there's there's a variety of reasons why downtowns per se are no longer the center of commerce because. Uh, companies can get better deals on property maybe in the suburbs, and that's where they build their office building, and on and on and on. There's many reasons for that. But the uh, uh, generally speaking, the city of Minneapolis in four years, in four years' time, has become a, a no-go zone compared to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul, the same. There, There's really... St. Paul is a very dystopian cityscape on a on a cold Friday night. And here we are. We're what three, a little over three weeks away from Memorial Day weekend. We're going to know a lot about what the future holds in the next coming months. Because if we all know what happens in downtown when it starts to go warm out, that's when the real crime starts to surface. Yeah, you might shoot fireworks at each other. Yeah, but like like what happened last year. Innocent bystanders. So, what was your original question again? Because I still don't think I can answer it. When your quiz was the, the the exercise we're playing is what does a uh, a thriving city mean to a mysterium? Free because stuff. they don't even want thriving cities are an example of that which they're opposed to. They're opposed to patriarchy. They're opposed to convention. They're opposed to the history of how the city got built. They're opposed to uh, too much whiteness running things. They're opposed to everything thriving cities stand for. And certainly black entrepreneurs can participate in making a city thriving. They'd be opposed to them. They would say... Uh, what's happening right now it is thriving. Look at look what we're doing. They're they're always touting the success. We're going to have a free taste of Minnesota on the Nicollet Mall. Come here and raise your kids for free. You know we're offering free this and free that. That to them speaks that we're thriving. Well, let's continue to explore this in a moment. Okay. Yeah. But how about I? T- you know what? Do tell. Is how about to make you thirsty? Ice water. That's free. What the hell? I'm a connoisseur of ice water. And you want the best, don't you? Yes, I do. And that is my friends at Hofferman Water. I had my Connecticut system installed a couple of years ago, and then we moved. And the first thing my wife said is, um, you better get on the phone with Hofferman because that new water system, that's coming with us. So here's what we did. We made the call, and we got on the schedule. That's what you should do right now. Get on the schedule. It's springtime, Ruck. Springtime is here. It's the season. It is the season. So get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water and get that new. Treat yourself. 
Come on now, treat yourself to some brand new water. Uh, whether you're in the mood for a water snuffer, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system, Hoffering Water is here for you. They've been servicing the great state of Minnesota for over 50 years, and they're the best in the business. 952-894-4040. That's the phone number, 952-894-4040. Or visit their website, hoffermanwater.com. If you go on their website, you can see every single system that they have available to you and your family. Bad water is terrible, but they can fix it. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. I got it. I got it. You got it. Got a deep thought that helps us play this exercise. I got it. Okay. I got it. Okay. Um, I, I suppose you want to get going right now, huh? You got your deep thought. I got a nice thought. And we got I Patrick. Know. I know. Okay. We got Patrick in 15 minutes. You ready, Kenny? No. All right. I am rolling. You cannot stop him. You just make a move. Joe Sujure. Nothing better than something that makes our lives better and a lot easier. And that's what Seafoam does for us. Just one easy way. We can stay ahead of uh, issues and calamity, well, motor-related with seafoam. It helps your engine run longer and clean, uh, run cleaner. It, it's just a great way to stay ahead. It helps it helps everything run better. It's safe. It's easy. You can use it in all types of engines, cars, trucks. And as for using it, what do you, what do you just open it up, pour it in, boom, done, easy. Get a, give it a little bit. Give it a whole can. Depends on how much you use it. You be the judge. Uh, and you can pick it up everywhere, convenience stores, auto stores, grocery stores, bait shops. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. Yeah, I thought of something else that might be helpful in this exercise. What in the eyes of a Mysterian constitutes a successful or thriving city? Another way to look at this is, what do we, meaning GLers, what do we have in common with the people who run our cities. Uh, read me the, start Start listing me the members of the Minneapolis City Council. Uh, Ward one, Elliot Payne. Okay, I don't know anything about Elliot Payne. I want you to look that up in a moment. Who's okay. number two? Uh, Ward two, Robin Wansley. Okay, I predict I have nothing in common with Robin Wansley. Okay. Uh, number three? Uh, ward three is Michael Rainbill. I'd have to look him up. Number four? Uh, Latricia Vita. I have something in common with Latricia Vita. Wow. Okay. She's, she's, she, whatever it is, she gets it. Okay. All right. So far, that's the only one I have something in common with. Five is Jeremiah Ellison. Nothing in common with Jeremiah Ellison. All right. Uh, Ward six, Jamal Osmond. Nothing in common with Jamal Osmond. Ward seven, Lisa Goodman. Unlikely. Uh, Ward eight, Andrea Jenkins. Nothing in common with Andrew. Are Jenkins. you sure? Yeah. Uh, Ward nine is Jason Chavez. Probably nothing. Okay. Ward 10, Aisha Shugtai. Absolutely nothing in common with her. Ward 11, Emily Kosky. Don't know. Ward 12, Andrew Johnson. Don't know. Ward 13, Linnea Palmisano. Don't know. And the mayor I have nothing in common with. 
Now, if you could, Rook, I can. Can you uh, find out how many of the city council members have children? Okay, I will do that. That'll take you a while, so I'll okay. keep talking and you I'll, look for it. I'll let my little fat fingers run the numbers. So when I say what do we have in common, I, I, I know I know more closely the St. Paul City Council members and the St. Paul City Mayor. The mayor has children. The mayor of St. Paul has children, so we would have that in common. But when I look at the city council, uh, I don't have anything in common with them. I like cars. I like uh, golf. Uh, how many city council members in Minneapolis and St. Paul are anticipating the fishing opener? <laughs> That's right. funny. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I like Jeez. unfettered uh, ability to move on my own, so I, I would not be the fan they are of public transportation, although, as I've always said on the show, I'm a big fan of public transportation where it makes sense. It doesn't make sense here, and it's fallen into ruin, criminal ruin. It's essentially a free service, and until they install turnstiles and enforce security and force you to pay to ride it, it'll never work. But I have, I basically have nothing in common with the political class who runs the cities closest to the country's tallest buildings. Mm -hmm. I have nothing in common with them. Nope. And you're not alone. I mean, we were just talking about this earlier. Not, none of us are represented well. And, and so... In fact, you can even say the vast majority of us are not represented well with that same thinking. Nor are we federally. Nope. nope. Uh, thus, the great divide in the country. Uh, the biggest distinction I would guess is uh, raising families. Yeah, I think well, right now we're 0 for 2. Okay. Um, but if you move on, you can go ahead and skip Rainville, Matt. I'm uh, looking at his bio okay. right now. Go ahead. Uh, he's been married 32 years, proud of their son, Michael. He's okay. a history columnist. Uh, Michael is. Um, Michael Rainville, that is, is a fifth generation to live in Northeast Minneapolis, graduated from De La Salle, received a degree in marketing from St. Thomas, and uh, started his career in the hospitality industry before joining the Minneapolis Convention and Visitors Association, where he was part of the team that built the hospitality industry in Minneapolis to, uh, yeah, a big deal. Then he would have a lot in common with us. Yeah. He would want, uh, to him, possibly, a flourishing city would be a full convention center yes. with people coming to town and booking hotel rooms. Right, right. Is, so, yeah, yeah. Isn't yep. he the one, Kenny, that uh, the mayor, I don't know if you guys saw the mayor's press conference, isn't he standing behind him? You know, I thought he was when he was talking about the taste of the 4th of July. Well, he, you would think he'd be involved in something like that. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Well, uh, Michael Rainville, I, I, I'm rooting for you to see the light. I, uh, what we're learning at the state level is not one single DFL, even out state, has broken ranks with the Mysterian DFLs from the urban core who are running things. But I find that. 
puzzling why somebody from up Kenny's way, for example, as a DFLer, wouldn't be able to put the brakes on once in a while and say, no, I'm not voting for that. Doesn't make sense. That doesn't right. make sense That's for my people. Want. Doesn't make sense for the people I represent. I'm not voting for that. We have nothing in common or very few instances of having something in common. What I would have in common with Rainville is that, okay, we both have had children. Both went to similar schools. Uh, he's interested in a flourishing, uh, I would think I'm not off, off base saying he would be interested in a flourishing business climate. Uh, I can't believe that Andrea Jenkins has any reason to be uh, enthusiastic for a flourishing business climate. She would certainly accept it, but I can't imagine she would do anything to encourage it. She'd be no children, I would imagine. You know, we're getting to her. I'm on Osmond right now. I'm yeah. six. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at Goodman. Uh, doesn't say anything about a family. But obviously, she's been a professional politician for years and years. Mm -hmm. I mean, she worked for Wellstone. Right. She enjoys gardening, hiking, antiquing, spending time at her farmhouse in rural Minnesota. Oh, she has two homes, huh? Evidently. Yeah. Business is good? Yeah. Okay, that was Kenny got Goodman. All right. I'm on Jenkins right now. I'll just I'll read it to you. you. Can no, yeah, Jeremiah Ellison, all I can find about him is he likes to paint. Oh. He's a painter. He's he an artist. He like paint the garage or no, he pictures. Oh. His bio walls. makes no mention of a family. Ooh. No. Uh Ellison. No. Uh there were a couple of them. Ward Ward Two Wansley, no mention of a family. There is one. Uh Chugatti, I bet no. I'm no getting there. Osman, wife and five kids. Really? Yeah, Jamal Osman. So okay, we got the kids in. He's got he must be Catholic, huh? Probably. <laughs> Actually, I don't think he is from yeah, Ward <laughs> for Vita. She mentions that she has a husband. Yeah, I've met I've met her and her husband. Have you met the energetic fur baby Bobby? No. Well, so you disappoint kids. me there, Vinny. Latricia. Uh, yeah. Fur baby. What the hell is that? Oh, that we all use that. I know, I know. Uh, okay. okay, okay. Let's let's boil it down even further. I wonder what role having children plays in how you would have an outlook on a flourishing city. Well, schools—you have an intimate connection with kindergarten and junior and senior high and middle school. Well, seventy-five percent of the teachers in St. Paul fear for their safety on a daily basis. I, the schools aren't safe. I think you might be wrong about Osmond not having anything in common. Because don't you also I have... I said that we did have something in common. But don't you also have a wife who is connected to a feeding the children scam? <laughs> like Osmond's <laughs> yes, wife? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. That, right. did, we ever, on Earth, did that ever go anywhere? Because, oh, they're still looking. Oh, we're investigating it right. still. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Andrew Johnston has a kid. Okay. He lives over in the Howe neighborhood with his wife and son. Okay. Yes. For fun, he likes to rock climb. Take his dog Rosie to the Minnehaha off-leash area and bicycle around the city's great trails. He reads mostly nonfiction and likes to spend time with I, Well, you're, you're, you're touching on something else that I find interesting. 
the the extracurricular hobbies of Mysterians would be the cheapest possible hobbies. Going for a walk, rock climbing, gardening, playing with your dog, staring Outdoors, at a tree. Yes, you know, staring at a tree. things you can do while stoned. No, but they, well, they wouldn't involve. Uh, you know, buying equipment to, to golf, or playing having baseball, a, having yeah. a fishing rig, right? You know, with snowmobiling, snowmobiling. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they they wouldn't they wouldn't have that. They would not be interested in car shows. Oh, they wouldn't be interested. Now it's recently. Uh, well, it isn't that recent? I can't remember the last time, but you, Rook will remember that on Saturday night downtown St. Paul. There was a car show on Kellogg Boulevard. Yeah, outside of outside um, the uh, hotel, and it would go all up and down Kellogg. Yep. And sometimes where it was really flourishing, it would be all over downtown. That was 10, 15 years ago. That's never going to happen again, ever. That's sad. Boy, it almost sounds like you're describing my dad's life, where they would cruise Lake Street, well, cruise the kids Anniston, yeah. and cruise uh, cruise University. Those days and just. Uh, over and over and over again. University, Lake, Hennepin, over, you know, just do laps all well, the, night long. The failed academy has done a bang-up job of disabusing the modern kid of the automobile. I've told you this a thousand times. I'm old enough to remember, and Kenny's dad is certainly old enough to remember, when a high school parking lot was a car show. Yeah, yeah. It was a car yeah. show. Yeah, and today it, these kids are—they think it's a pain in the ass to drive mom's minivan to school. Well, they, you know they, what? They don't care if they own a car. Uh, my kid went to Roosevelt, and they actually had a few car shows there. Okay, that's uh, that's rare. That that would have been you know two thousand. What the hell date is it? This is two thousand eighteen, two thousand fifteen, and there were some pretty cool hot rods, and they were the kids' cars, but. They had a really, really good automotive co uh, course there. Both cool, both body I shop and it still exist. Uh, I would hope so because it was really, really cool, and there were a lot of really talented young men and women uh, working out of those shops. High schoolers. Was it independent, Kenny, or did it have an affiliation with Dunwoody? Uh, I don't. You know what? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. Okay, I'm done. Yep. And what do you got, Rook? What's your report? 13. Well, 13 award uh, seats. Uh, yes. Ward 13, Linnea Palmasano. No mention of family. Kenny covered uh, Johnson with 12. Koski, 11. No mention of family. Shugtai, number 10. No mention of a family. Chavez, number 9. No mention of a family. Uh, we already did Jenkins and Goodman. There's no family with Jenkins. Yep. And Goodman was. We have no mention of a family. No mention of a family. Uh, and then Osmond, five kids. Ellison, no family mention. Four uh, was Vita with the fur baby. Uh, That's not a kid. We know. Unless it's a really hairy kid. We knew about Rainville. Kenny covered Rainville. Wansley, number two, no mention. And number one, uh, Payne mentions a wife and a Chinese crested Miami. Must be a cat or a dog. No kid. So uh, total kids and 13 seats. Uh, five. And how many did Rainville have? One. Six kids. Six kids and 13 seats. <laughs> and well, now, in, their, in their defense, Joe, there's a chance they might be protecting their privacy. 
Fine, and I also he has a husband and three kids. Though that this is your bias. Fine, and I also want to understood that I don't care if you have if it's not my business whether you have kids. Or, or no, not. we're just looking for something that you know. I'm looking for commonality. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you, because much of what's done in the interest of bringing the mystery about does not take children into consideration. Depriving mom of her parking spot on her residential street to put a bump out for bicyclists is not taking the mother's children into account, the mother who just got deprived of her parking spot. Hmm. She's yeah. got to pile the kids into the car to take them to softball and target and drop them off at school. Now she doesn't have her parking spot. Why doesn't she have it? Because the Mysterians would weigh in favor of a, of a cyclist more than they would a mom with kids. Right. Now, the cyclist and, could have kids. Don't get me wrong. But the cyclist just trumped mom with the kids who has a car. And so what does that mom do who can't find a parking spot on Bryant because of the bump out? She takes the easy way out, and you can't blame her. She goes down to Target on Cedar and 66th Street, where there's plenty of parking, and she can run in there. Yep. So local businesses suffer because of the bump outs and the traffic calming and the bike nonsense. Mm -hmm. You're right. There's no respect for parents with kids. Much of what's done does not take care. Who, what mother right now would take her children on light rail? Oh, God, no. No one. Hell no. Well, unless you were in, you know, dire straits. I mean, that's the only re reason you would do it. But no, nobody with the right mind would take their kids. You know, Spry didn't mention light rail crime stats because they, in fact, are still going up. Yeah. Skyrocketing. Uh, Fry, by the way, has a child, if not more than one. One child. One child. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rook, what do you have to tell me? Uh, I was going to tell you all about the Minnesota Masonic Chair. That's what I wanted to hear. Excellent. And you heard me a couple of weeks ago tell you about the scholarship program that they have. It's one of the largest private scholarship granting organizations in the state of Minnesota. That's very impressive. Minnesota Masonic Charities are very proud to support the young people of Minnesota, the young people that are really putting in effort. And these aren't euphorians. These are kids that are future garage logicians. This year, they launched a brand new scholarship program, unlike anything that you've ever seen. It's called the Selfless Scholar. The way this program works is instead of inviting students to apply for scholarship based on their own achievements, the scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves, recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students. And after receiving uh, just a bunch of great stories, MMC has finalized the recipients for 2023. And over the next several weeks, I'm going to be letting you in on some of those stories. The other cool thing is there's 15 scholarships, $5,000 scholarships that are split between the nominator and the nominee, thereby awarding both the person who took the time to write the story and the person whose story got the attention of a peer. Looking forward to giving you some of those stories. If you'd like to learn more about the program, it's a great scholarship program, check them out online, mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. Hey, Penny, since we're going to Patrick, do you want to squeeze one in here? Hey, now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm rolling whenever you're ready. Kill there. Mike's. The Tri-State Bobcat sale on the Toro Time Cutter Zero Turn Mower continues all the way through May. Listen to the prices of some of these amazing machines. The 42-inch Time Cutter Zero Turn 
$2,999. What a great price. If you don't have a huge yard, that is your baby. The 50-inch Toro Time Cutter, $3,499. And the big one, the Jewel, the Ace, the 60-inch Titan Zero Turn Max, Titan Max, with my ride. Six thousand four hundred ninety-nine. That my ride. I know you. You've heard me say it before, but that suspension, the whole deck floats. It's it, just amazing. It really tames rough terrain. You combine that with the Kawasaki engines; they're so powerful and reliable. And then the Toro design and build makes maintaining and cleaning the units very easy. It's simple. Everything is easy to uh, get to. E easy access for everything. It's just wonderful designs. When you go to Tri-State Bobcat and start examining the Toro Time Cutters, you're going to see why they are the leader in the industry. Check them out. Three locations in the Metro, Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson. And if you're anywhere near Owatonna, slip into Mankeys. They're part of the Tri-State family. Oh, and the website. I almost forgot. TriStateBobcat.com. All right. Oh, God, he'd be, yeah. He would not get away with that shit, now. All right. The mayor's ready for you. Hang tight. <clears throat> I'm going to test out my rice and throw it on Joe. Florida Panthers GM, Bill Zito. Spell it. Z-I-T-O. And the coach? Uh, coach is... I got to go back. Okay. Um, so, and uh, Royce, I learned this. He can hear us, right? You yep. may as well just bring him on. Yeah. Pat, you don't like the word dystopian from what I hear. No, I don't. I don't. Never did look up what it meant because I just thought it was too precious to ever use. So <laughs> I just never looked up. My wife's watching a seeing, looking at a preview of a movie yesterday or two days ago and said, what's dystopian? Are we on the air? No. no Let's go. Let's go. I said, I have no idea. You know. <laughs> Bleak. I don't like, but I don't like. Oh, we got to add that to the list. Paul yeah. Maurice. All right. I'm Let's go. You're trying to hear the song. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please. Nice throat. <laughs> What's the matter with your voice? Monday night, all of a sudden, out of the ether, appeared. Mm -hmm. And it started with a little, you know, a little ruddy, a little tingle. And I said, where have you been for five years? And, uh, you know, then I was sicker than hell for two days. And then I got, then I'm feeling okay, but I was left with ricey throat. Now, Usually right? that's an October situation. Well, it's, well spring and fall were the, uh, were the key times. I had a terrible spring a few times, too. Yeah. You don't got the COVIDs, though, do you? No COVIDs? No, I no, I did the whole test. Although the whole test you got now, I have no faith in. Uh, the ones before, we just put the little dribble on there and then either turn two lines or one. That was easy. This one was looked stupid. So maybe I, I know it's not the COVID. Though. She's got to quit buying them at the dollar store. When you got sent yeah. to that whorehouse when you were a kid, to, yeah, was that... Like, well, you know what I mean. Was that yeah, for yeah. was that was that for speech lessons? Yes, it was supposed to teach me to speak out of my diaphragm because oh, I thank always, you for saying diaphragm. <laughs> I appreciate that. Because I always because uh, I 
spoke about but I didn't pay much attention to the lessons to me. So I would run around a lingerie. Right. I went to a cat house for lessons. Yeah, yeah. Most That's people would say, uh, most people say you speak out of your uh, backside. That's right. That's true. That is true. I do that. I do have a I sports don't... observation. First, I want to mention this. I looked up the Chris Rock Dustin original thing today. Yeah, yeah. I was taking Dustin. And, you know, he said the old man said put Dustin on it. He was saying some stuff 15 oh. years ago that he would never get away with. He was, they'd never hear anything. He, doctors, Jerry Lewis, haven't watched Jerry Lewis for 15 years. They haven't cured anybody yet. Hey, come on. Get, get one of these kids a stick. Stand them up. He said, come on. Get George Lucas in there. Do some special effects. Jerry. Oh. He, was getting, he, was, he was saying stuff he'd never get away with. Rod, Joe, before you go, I need some advice from Royce. I, too, am on the Tussin right now. Yeah. Uh, can you just drink that liberally? I mean, is there a, a dosage? Because I've just been hitting it a couple of times an hour. Drinking it on ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some orange juice, some cran a splash oh, of cranberry. God. Maybe I that's why I didn't sleep last night. I was with too much Tussin. I think Tussin will help you sleep. That's the problem. I'm afraid if I take too much Tussin, I'll just nod off of the chair. I got some stuff I got to do. So. But anyway, I was I was so happy for five years without this thing, and now here it is again. I just don't have my normal singing voice. Right. And the, the people love to enjoy so much. It's kind of gone. So. Who is Bill Zito? God, I don't have any idea. The GM of the Florida Panthers, my new favorite team in hockey. What the hell has he I'm, put together there? I I don't know. How come they finished eighth? I know. How come, how come they were eighth? No, they were good like a couple of years ago. Didn't they? I think they won a cup. They either won a cup or got to the final. Florida won a cup, Rook. I think they did. And the coach is Paul Marie. They've now won yes. two straight in Toronto, which is cataclysmic for Canada. Oh, God. They got to be just terrible, feeling terrible up yeah. there, don't they? Yeah. Because they, they beat the good Florida team, the Lightning, you know, the one yeah. everybody was afraid of. Then these guys, they don't care. They just go out there and beat anybody. You know, they it is gone. amazing. It is. They, I was watching the end of the Boston Game 7. And when they started a minute to go, yep. I turned off, turned on the sound, and I could hear the puckering from, uh, from yep. my living room. Right. Every rectum in that building went. Yep. Tightened up. She tightened up on yeah. them. Yeah. Slammed it shut. Yeah. They were too tight, bro. They were too tight. That's what Gil would say. Yeah, those guys are too tight. That's why the guy was getting hurt over there. The but GM is a guy named Bill Zito. Wow. And, you know, he's not been stuck out there in that god-awful arena out by the interstate. They're in the highway. middle of nowhere. Yes, they're out in the jungle. And they, you know, with Gladier, people, I mean, they've been good now for three, four years. They crowds. I'm sure they're getting crowds now. No Stanley but, Cups, but one conference championship in 95-96. Yeah. Oh, okay. Really? That's they're not even close to Miami. They're at Fort Lauderdale, practically. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're uh, oh, when I used to go see the grandkids up in uh, 
VW, not Volca. Volca. We drive by that place. I got the middle of the world. Sunrise, Florida. There was a great video that I saw this morning. It says things are going well in Toronto, and it's two thirty-year-old guys drunk as hell leaving the arena. We're losing a bunch of guys from TOS. Like the players on the team are actually from that area. They are so happy that they finally got out of first round for the first time since Old Four. And then they they said, and we get, you know, they were chanting, we want Florida that was in the Tampa Bay game. They were chanting, but you did always yeah, start yeah. nasty chant because they want the Brewers. And now they got them, and there's nothing they can do about it. And the thing about them is, if they get out playing the goalie, they'll just save them anyway. So. Yeah. Well, it's been fun. I uh, It's a long way from the wild playing hockey, I'll tell you that. It's just amazing to watch the difference. It really yeah, is. They just, and they uh, they just are pressing, pressing the action all the time. Yeah. I think when you're, there's no fear because why should there be? Because you hate right. go out there and you're having fun enjoying the other team's misery. And now, of course, Toronto gets the Gets the uh, off, uh, away off away ice advantage that there is in hockey now. It's unbelievable how many games you wrote. I have a theory. Ice. I have a theory. I can offer as evidence the success of the Tampa Bay Club, and now I can offer it as the success of the Florida Panther Club. Those guys that live there are in no hurry to get to a lake. They've had yeah. it all year round. Yeah, that's right. They got it's, warm you know, weather. They like being in the cold arena in the uh, in the summer because it's 88 there by now. Florida comes to uh, Minnesota to play the Wild in January, and it's a lark because they know they're flying right back to Florida. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the stat, I believe, was in the first round, 19 out of 50, the uh, road the whole team won. The road team won 31 out of 50, I think it was. Wow. It was unbelievable. Yeah. So, Look at Seattle. It, Look at Seattle. Yeah. Second year happy. of an existence. They, they, they're out playing the Wild who've been here since 1942. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking it was the same as the Wild's first run, but I was actually They've done it a year sooner. Right. The wild one run was the third year. Right. 2003 seems a long time ago. Well, only because it is. Remember, Pat, 100 years ain't what it used to be. That's right. You know, there's a philosophy that you've come up with that I've now adopted. That, uh, that's a good idea. Oh, man. Are you, well, uh, you had to be, twins. oh, you had I to be pleased my... with that effort yesterday. The twins? Yeah. The White Sox carried them to another. The White Sox had nine chances to win that game but never won it. Meanwhile, the Twins get seven runs and five hits. Yep. Two games before they got three hits. They can't hit. No. I think they're too tight. They're too tight. <laughs> they're too tight like that Mauer guy, Stephen. Gil, he's retired for a few years. That's why he hadn't got no hits lately. <laughs> too tight. I tell you who's too tight is Trevor Larnick. God almighty. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even get a foul ball. <laughs> he struck out ten out of twelve and he hasn't touched. 
You know, Sano used to always start off with a foul ball. Then he missed two. That <laughs> misses all three of them. Oh, I forgot to mention this to you guys because uh, I listened to the game yesterday on my way home on the radio. <laughs> And Gladden had an all-time Gladden line the other day. I think this was the series that they were in when they were in Boston. And Provis is going through Gladden's stats of playing at Fenway Park. Apparently, he hit very well at Fenway Park. And then he says the stats of the last game. And Gladden says, huh, that ain't too bad on three hours of sleep. So TK let him play a day game. He probably needed him that day because he was, you know, five for eight. That's the reason TK missed 40 day games a year with TK. (laughs) Who did, Laddie? He had two choices. Change his habits or just adjust to it. He decided to adjust. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he said that. I just started cackling the car. That was so damn funny. I think those two get along pretty well now, but there could be two more different guys oh. on the planet. Provis is a Provis is like a gentlemanly family man, and Laddie's still a crazy SOP. So. <laughs> well, I hope you feel better, lad. I don't feel bad, but my voice is horrible. And then and when I talk to you Monday, yeah. you just say, All right. We're in we're in this for two weeks now. All right. Well, I gotta you. I gotta add, what are we adding to the list of things you don't like? Remind me. He doesn't like the dystopian. word dystopian. Oh, yeah, dystopian. I like it. I use it. It's a good word. You use dystopian. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, you're I like Rook. That's a bleep you word. Yeah, that's a, that's a you say the word bleep you. Bleep you. Yeah. I know those guys in Diner wouldn't like the word dystopian. No, that's true. <laughs> All, All right. right. Are you right. off to a Byerly's? I don't know where I am. Goodbye. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, you're, at, you're, at, you're at home, Pat. That's, yep. that's yep. where you are. We'll uh, be right uh, back with a scramp. I'm yes. just going to pretend you didn't hear me. Right. right. How many ads are left? I don't know where I am. I don't know where I am. Goodbye. Let's get this. Goodbye. I think that's been a fun exercise. Today. Wait. What? Do what have we been doing for 20 minutes? Do Lieutenant Dan. I can do another segment before the scramble if you need me to. Nope. Uh, this one is right here. All right, I gotta kill Mike so I'm tight. Okay. Hey GLers, this is Pete Arnold from Hire Pro. You know the company that helps you be your own contractor so you can make the roofing company profits instead of the roofing company? I've got Chrissy here. So Chrissy, why are you in my commercial? You helped me replace my roof. How did that go? It went great. You educated us on how everything worked, showed us behind the curtain, so to speak. And after our $25,000 roof was replaced, we walked away with almost $6,000 for the work we put in. And what work was that? Uh, well, we got the permit and we picked the color. Hire Pro handled everything else. You did a great job, and I'm not even being paid to say that. 
if anyone's listening and has a storm damage claim, call them. Don't hire a roofer, hire a pro. That's awesome. I, I appreciate the kind of words and I, I think you just made up our new motto. All right, Joe, you're up. Well, if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400 or visit them online at hireadotpro. That's hire, uh, then put the dot there, pro. Copy. Copy. Not loud anymore, yeah. Uh, Kenny still has one in the New York. Let's go with this. Today and tomorrow. Uh, oh, Chippy Chong. That's right. No, hey, no more. No, I'm gonna Chippy Chong you. That was a pretty damn good Chippy Chong, though. Uh, it was because it was crispy on the bottom. So mm-hmm. nice job, Ryan. Uh, deep fried, and then it was. Uh, he also had that whatever that sauce was really good. Uh, these were jalapenos Hello. from Mexico. Peppers from Mexico. Wow. Yeah. When we came back in February, Jess tried to bring back a thing of whatever for her mom oh. and attempted to bring it in her carry-on bag. Oh. I can't. I told her that. And we left her our room. I said, what are you doing? It's not a broken oh. luggage. Well, you're going to donate it to oh. a person in at the, the airport. One in the bin. <clears throat> All right. Uh, ready, Ken? Yes. All right. I am. Ken, have a good weekend. What are, you doing? what are you doing this weekend, Kenny? Got plans? <laughs> Rolling. He's going to the dollar store. Yes, yeah. sir. Get some fish. Get some meat. Get some. What did you Steak. get? Oysters? We got oysters. Oh, yeah, we got some. Pat eat them? No. Bracey made him throw them away. Pat eat them. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you throw in the bin. <laughs> I don't want to smell that. Old. It's a scramble. I think I had too much tussle. Oh, that can hear I'm worried about you. Yeah, it's the scramble of tussle today. Uh, what was I going to do, Chris? Oh, you were going to tell us about the fine folks over at professionalturf.com. Oh, yeah, you want to. Want the best yard on the block? And there's your answer right there. They've been around since '82. But if you want to make it really good, you want to fix up that stinky backyard or make something special out front. Uh, the Pro Turf Landscaping Division—they they can they can do that. They can work with you. You tell them what you're dreaming about. They're actually going to show it. They're going to make your dreams a reality with some sort of computer voodoo voodoo Is that a word? Uh, and you'll see what the final results will be before they even shove a, a shovel in the ground. And they specialize in virtually everything landscaping related. Whatever you can dream up, professionalturf.com, they, uh, they can do it. Oh, and you know what else? Irrigation. Not only can they service one you have, they can wake it up, put it to bed, and they can put them in. Uh, it's just an all-around great company. The best lawn in the neighborhood Amazing landscaping. You can see all their work at professionalturf.com. Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandia, the village of Florida, yep. from the traveling Lymans at worldwidewappage.com. And maybe the website's worth checking based on what I've heard about the villages, if you know what I mean. I think I know what you mean. On this day in 1880. Joe, today is Cinco de Mayo. 
Lightning struck the Faribault Gas Works. I remember this. Destroy, well, were you around no. in 1880? No. Destroying 1,000 gallons of naphtha used to power the city's gas lights. But we learned about this. I bet. On this day in 1884, Charles Albert Chief Bender was born in Brainerd. The Ojibwe pitcher would be the first Minnesotan inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He would pitch in five World Series for the uh, Philadelphia Athletics, and his career record was 212 and 127. Wow. On this day, oh, today's May 5th. In 1973, Father Frank Perkovich celebrated Minnesota's first polka mass at Resurrection Catholic Church in Eveleth. Drawing on his Slovenian and Croatian roots, Perkovich had arranged traditional folk music and adapted hymns in English, bringing the polka mass to the Iron Ring and later celebrating it in venues around the world. I admire you can average these two festivals. No, I don't think they no, do that. The number. No, okay. Do they still do that? I would love to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Sure. sure. Cool. On this day, on this day, in 1974, 1974, in the in the heart <laughs> in the heart of the Beast Puppet Theater, yep. presented its first Minneapolis May Day parade. Part peaceful protest, part carnival. The parade has become a South Minneapolis tradition, occurring every year on the first Sunday of May, which means it's this Sunday. And that could be offered as an example of what Mysterians think would be the sign of a flourishing city, a puppet parade. Uh, what year was that? 1974. I remember that because exactly one year later, May 5th, 1975, and we don't do birthdays, but my sister Maria was born. Puppets give me anxiety. Okay. I don't like puppets. Uh, I, I want to rip them right off the hand oh, and just no. start... I did a beautiful the, eagle's wing with a puppet uh, just a couple I, weeks ago. I want to start flogging the uh, puppeteer with their puppet. Oh. I, I just I, I, I kind of know what Kenny means. They're, yeah. they're, Are you sure you're not confusing them with marionettes? They're the same thing, isn't it? Close yeah, enough. those I just want to snip the string. They're off-putting. Yeah, they really are. Well, there it's a craft. I that mean, Elmo thing. Craft, I, I would yeah. like to tear Elmo from. I don't know. Yeah. Let, let me hey, but in all seriousness, yeah, that's an example of what the mystery would point out to be a sign of a thriving city. This cheap ass puppet parade. Yeah. I'm sure it's beautiful, and I hope it's wonderful. Yeah, but again, I don't think it'd be very expensive. Do they have rated? Puppet shows. Yeah, yes. for you they do. You have to for go to one of those places on the freeway. Puppets are just smashing each other all day long. Yeah, on this day, on this day, May 5th, 1985, 38 years ago, Joe, yeah. my future bride took me on our first date to a twins game at the Metrodome. Our first date, 38 years uh, ago. You know, only ago. some sap would remember that. They played Baltimore. Uh, uh, Baltimore beat the twins. Uh, Joe, I remember our first Dates. Yeah. <laughs> it involved a whole hell of a lot of tequila. <laughs> I don't a, remember how it ended. And a wobbly drive back to my apartment. <laughs> well, GLers, you have a great weekend. Yeah.
Yeah, that was some date, all right. We'd like Holy to know what you're We'd like to real. know. We'd like to know. <laughs> 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 These don't say I need help on aisle five, do they? No. No. Real no. fun. Not yet. Uh, uh, we'd like to know what your plans are for the weekend, but it's none of our business. Take it away, Polka Boy. I don't want to go to Pod MN right now. No, I do. Actually, I do. I want to find out. One of the beautiful, uh, entertaining, educating podcasts that are out there that you don't even know of yet, but they're all in their library at Pod MN on your smartphone. Yesterday, I was poking around the Garage Logic YouTube page that you can subscribe to, and you will go down the rabbit hole because some of the stuff on there is fantastic. And you'll be reminded of how great the show used to be so many years ago. So, subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. <laughs> and then go to garagelogic.com. This is serious. You want to sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council for 10 bucks a year or uh, 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year. You can be entertained unbelievably. Oh, by the way, once you get a $10 Fragalonis Hardware and Garden Store gift card when you sign up. Do Minnesota that. Twins. Don't do that. Come on. It only reinforces how fucking old we are. <laughs> there is really good stuff on there, though. I'm serious. You should go on there. I do. Okay. Do you know what? I was laughing about when I heard the first. Hey, I'm in a hurry here. I'm saving the show. Was the first time that you erupted into the Royce voice. You remember the occasion? I don't. Joe and Pat were interviewing Whitey Herzog on Sports Talk. Oh, my God. And the foul things that. This race, he was asking Whitey behind the glass. No, 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 no. Nothing beats Royce asking Joey D for a little help. But Kenny, I think that followed the Whitey Herzog interview. Whitey, what the hey? I came closer to dying on that day than I did on the day I actually had a heart attack. Oh, Lord. Whitey, what God, time is it? <laughs> I wish I would have been in the room. Holy cow. You know, you wouldn't have made it. I was it. on the other side of the glass. You, you would not have made I'm it. I'm glad you were not in the room when <laughs> Tom Hauser was interviewing oh my God. Jason Davis. <laughs> and, and we were, we yeah. were in the control room and yeah. was. Joe Caffrey had dropped. Um, a microphone there, yeah, and and uh, we didn't we didn't realize it was there and it was live, and we were just acting out. Joe and Ricky was pretending to be Jason Davis. I was on the road getting like pull, and it, it just it got a little vile. And then we were we were yucking oh, it up. No, who was no. who was hearing it? Just me. Just, I was oh. just for he was doing it for me. Boy. No, but the microphone was picking it up. He yeah, was the mic was hearing it. The mic was there because he was trying to capture the audio that they were going to then replay for television. But Rook is sitting at the control board. I was where I was normally sitting. I kind of forgot. And that here came Caffrey to come in to grab the mic. And Rookie looked at me and went, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
you might want to preview some of that stuff <laughs> before you let Jason and I, because we had a little fun at Jason Davis's expense. And, and yeah, a great I, guy. I take it Jason Davis took that well. I think Jeffrey's the kind of guy that would have oh. uh, protected oh. not yeah. Jason here. There. Yeah, because you were gone because Hauser was filling in for you. Yeah. They okay. actually, um, I used to remember the inner office TV channels we watched. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, uh, I, on one of them, I could hear the control room talking while uh, Rusty was setting up a live shot, and they were not charitable towards rusty Ooh, wow. so that i think they're used to that kind of thing the cost of an ev battery oh my god that was so damn funny Woo! jason david he was at a, he was at a liquor store he was at a whorehouse <laughs> he was a seaman you know in the navy year <laughs> he was really on the road uh, you know uh, yeah, he was going everywhere oh my god <laughs> i'm in everywhere man oh my god Oh, the cost of an EV battery will astound you. He's not a, he wasn't a polite guy. I didn't really know. It's difficult him. to work with that. Everybody thought he was so loved, but boy. I never, you, I never really knew him. Not if you worked yeah. with him. That was, I bet, my first and only interaction with him. Uh, the cost of an EV battery will astound you. Battery will astound you. Do okay. you, you. And a long debate centered around the question do lieutenant can <laughs> what is a flourishing city do you want a semicolon in there no just right. okay what does a flourishing city yep mean yep to a mysterian and capitalized mysterian mysterian Question mark. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to, but I wanted to take that up to the state level because yeah, I think can, it's a whole different deal there. We can continue it. I like the exercise. Yeah, Patrick Royce Sports. Patrick You're not going to work me that hard every day, though. Yeah, you have to look stuff up. Right. You don't like that. Jason Davis on the road again in St. Paul. <laughs> you had a great name for the brothel. That's a line lighter. <laughs> Or the, the lamp lighter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my God. But, Kenny, he had Davis in for an hour. So it was, you know, 50 minutes of me uh, and Rook. I was there. Oh, God. Yeah. But I, I wish I could have snapped a photograph of the look on your face when he came Oh, the I just I wish I was there. The wind went out of the sail on that one. It just was just, oh. oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, oh fudge, but I didn't say fudge. Oh fudge. Oh, I didn't say fudge. Do you you oh my god. Okay. Whitey Whitey, what uh what? how do you do? You know why that started? Because remember he, Herzog couldn't hear Joe and Pat. On the phone because he's you know 125 years oh, old, right? And so Ricey would then, of course, talk louder. I will reissue the question, right? And that's why he started doing that. Oh my god! No, no, no! What? what? He would Whitey, do. Hang on, hey. I wonder if we did, we did we say that? Why do you hear something? No, there's no chance because it was such a terrible interview. It was <gasps> so bad. It was good. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
Whitey Herzog, how you doing, sir? Well, I'm sitting here in St. Louis. The sun's finally out today. We had terrific thunder showers last night, and a lot of trees and limbs uh, down and so forth. But today's calm, and uh, the sun's out. So that's quite a change. We've had a terrible winter, which I'm sure you people know all. Of <laughs> oh, yes, we've we had do. the worst one you ever saw. Here, Reavers, give us the details on what Mr. Herzog will be appearing at this weekend. The uh, fantastic autograph signing at the Earl Brown Heritage Center in uh, Brooklyn Center. Well, I'm going to post surgery. a link if people would like more yeah, information, yeah, too, at the oh, uh, Sports yeah. Talk page, 1500ESPN.com. All right. Now, uh, Whitey Herzog Whitey. is with us. Uh, Whitey, are. the last time I had a real, one of the last times I had a real good conversation with you, it was down in Dunedin after the uh, World Series with the Twins. And you were told me about your trip to Germany and your love of sauerkraut. Are you still pounding that sauerkraut? Yes, I'm Yeah, it. my favorite meal is still back home the sauerkraut. <laughs> Nice potatoes together. I'm German, and uh, that's always been one of my favorite foods. The trouble is, uh, my wife only gives it to me about twice a year. <laughs> yeah. Whitey, when's the last time you were in the Twin Cities? What's that? When's the last time you were up here? Huh? Well, I've been going up to the... Uh, so the world may hear near uh, Gala, but since I have nothing to do with home, uh, the Hall of Fame is kind of coincided with the same weekend in Daytona. I'm not able to get up there, but uh, Mr. Bill and Andy Austin, you know, I've been Gala, and I've been up there since I represent their hearing aid uh, people here. What? Today. Yeah, the, uh, the big Starkey event that and brings then, in. You know, when I play, I played out there in Bloomington all the time. I spent some cold days out there, especially in April and May. May. But uh, I always remember come June when the Cowboys first started playing night games out there. When you got over to Minnesota in uh, August and September, it was beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's right. A wonderful place. Yes, it is. Hey, Whitey, even a left-handed line drive hitter like you used to get his eyes wide when he played at Nicollet Park huh, with that fence in right field. <laughs> well, what? you know, uh, I was a very, very close friend to Bob Allison and Harmon Silver, who, of course, uh, passed away. I got traded uh, from the Yankees to the Washington Senators. Yes. On April Fool's Day, April 1st, 1956, <laughs> and uh, went over to the minor league camp in Orlando. And uh, Bobby uh, Allison and Kellebrew were two very good young prospects. And uh, we stayed in the same apartment complex, and we played a lot of six handed pinochle with our lives. And we became very close. And uh, I uh, was Tell very, very close. <laughs> You know, the, uh, how'd that work out? Health away and his life away, and uh, of course, can't, uh, can't you ever run into any bugs? But they were two wonderful guys, and uh, two guys that were all yeah, they used to party like hell on the road in the uh, uh, we 36 in Ario's color. Hey, uh, Whitey, hey. Uh, were you at the Hall of Fame uh, this summer? And uh, a few stories with Patsy and Tori and the boys going around, huh? When's the last time well, you saw a grown you know, man I, naked? Uh, right? I was lucky enough to give up to the whole thing. Oh, my God. And, uh, 
I try to go up every year. I know Mary we're and I are going to be there. Listen to Joe. He is just checked out. out. <laughs> He's going he over. has no idea. He's looking at going triumphs. Going He's sure knows doing this. <laughs> He's looking at pictures of MGs <laughs> and triumphs. Is it 4 o'clock? Yes. Of course, Bobby Cox, and he's got the two ball players from his uh, Atlanta team coming in there. Wait. So I imagine the whole city of Atlanta. We know this. Why are you telling us this? And then, of course, you got Tony, who's going to represent the Cardinals, the White Sox, and Oakland. So he'll have a few of them from each city, and I'm still nice. And I'll have a lot from St. Louis. But I think that the three ball players were deserving. I was hoping that Craig Biggio would get in because I felt that he. He should be in. I think he's the only guy with 3,000 hits that didn't get elected on the first ballot. And the fact that he did it at Houston and only missed by two votes his first time, and I thought he was a shoe in this year. So hopefully he gets, uh, Craig gets in next year because he stayed his entire career at Houston, and I, I really felt 3,000 hits and the fact that he was God, he is wound he up. How much then crack he did he smoke before this? Whitey, can I get a word? So maybe that'll happen next year. Hey, Whitey, you were in Kansas City with those great <laughs> ball clubs, but then uh, managing the Cardinals and right that legacy of baseball down there. You live there now. Uh, best baseball town in America, St. Louis? Well, you know, living in St. Louis and Sunset Hills, a suburb, and I'm going to be busy this week. I mean, next week when I what the hell? What question did he hear? He gives all the Hall of Famers a ring when they win the Pennant or World Series, and then of course I got an appearance there. Blue paint or red paint? I'm writing it down. Uh, and, you know, uh, it's it's a really great baseball city. I and bet Joe's got one more question. And they're very proud of it here. You ever written in an MG? And I'm not taking anything away from the other Cardinal fans. And uh, 10 years of baseball, I managed the Cardinals. Uh, hey, Whitey, what do your fingers smell like right now? I go to Boston. American League. I don't see how you can be a better baseball city than Boston and the New England area. I know Joe's got one. Give us one, Suchi boy. Right now they're pointing at each other. You, you, you take it. Games on each day now. Joe's waving them up. All right, you take it up here. We're going to Johnny Hanks. So that's always been a great baseball city. And then again, when I came here to manage the Cardinals, I told Okay, I'll wind her up here, uh, Whitey. Uh, Thursday <laughs> afternoon, uh, we were in last place. The Cubs were in fifth place in our divisions. And the place Whitey, what year are you talking about? What year is Whitey? And, uh, I, I still think to this day, after all the places I've been in baseball in Arizona and spring training and the fact that you go a B, uh, to a B game and see the Cubs play at 10 o'clock. I would love to hear the B roll <laughs> microphone that you guys had uh, in there. Oh, God. Lord. It, it, it's got the Chicago. I think it was a Friday, so we were just I think they got the right people in the right places now, and hopefully, in their that's why Joe checked out because he saw us doing the show. He couldn't see us. a very winning franchise. Whitey, are you here tomorrow no. and Sunday, oh, yeah, or just tomorrow? Is, that's a cue to no, wrap it up. I'm coming up Sunday morning. Oh, early. Sunday. All right. Uh, I'll be signing, I think it's uh, from 11 what to 1. What are you signing? 
Uh, and so forth. I, I look to a lot of these card shows. I hope uh, that we see well, a lot you of have a drool there, uh, because uh, they had a But you remember when we were doing that sports talk and, uh, show. We were doing our own off-air show at the same day. time yeah. every single day. That was only one hour, right? Yeah. Uh, it start, remember, it started as two. And then Joe said, I can't do two hours. And it was three from three to four. Yep. And I would come in there after the first break. We played that Chris, uh, what's his last name? Chris. It's uh, a great place to live and a great place. I used to go up to Leech Lake and fish every year on opening weekend. Okay, we're done, Whitey. You have a girlfriend up there? I, uh, I got to tell you one story before I get off the air. Oh, is right. it going to be long? We're playing out Pat, to right. and we got rained out. And we restarted the game at 1220, and we played till about 2.30 in the morning, and I went three for three after midnight. My manager was the Baltimore at the time was Paul Richards. He said to me, I finally found a time when you can play. <laughs> we didn't play many games after midnight. <laughs> All right, Whitey. Okay, that was great. funny. Thank you. Good stuff, Whitey. Uh, Whitey Herzog, uh, the uh, great manager, <laughs> one of my favorite characters in the in the history of uh, of the game. You like that crowd? Love that sauerkraut. <laughs> Backbone. Now, what's that kind of a rib meat? That must be kind it of must a rib be a meat. Short yeah. pork shoulder. Or something. Yeah, something like rib meat and sauerkraut. We'll have to get the wives to make that for you us. Guys then we get full of that wind. We'll be. Oh my god! Yeah, then Joe. Oh yeah, that was the wrap up. Oh my god, that was yeah I. That would have been great to have. Holy whatever shit, the hell yeah. you were, but it was. Whitey was uh, Whitey was in a that was room. that was a fun hour because it, it required no effort None. on our part. And it was None. so it was so quick. Yeah, and it was just no holds barred because it was. Didn't we have that s- stupid money report or whatever we had to do at the? Uh, uh, and then John was in there from the bottom all, all the way yeah, up to fifty, to right? Now, yeah. When did you have you had a, didn't your traffic follow the money? Yeah, guy? You, uh, you were. Um, oh, uh, it was a twelve break, right? Uh, at twelve, and yeah. I would no, I would no. come up. <clears throat> no, it was twenty five. No, it was the thirty. It was that um, guy out east, Bruce Vale. Bruce Vale. Yeah. yeah. But I thought I did my first hit like at around fourteen or sixteen. I think you did that oh, during the ride. Oh, I don't think you did that during sports talk. Yeah. And the only reason I remember that is when you were gone, because I had to go record the one for my talk or whatever, and then come back for the bottom of the hour one. Those right. were the days, baby. Oh my god, those were the days. Yeah, and then we'd sit there and f around with, because Johnny would come in to do the news. We were stealing money back then. <laughs> Not that we're not right now. Oh my God, Whitey! How do you do? All right, I gotta run. All right, see you, see fellas. Soul, man. He out. Right. He out. All right, town council. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah, you get. You owe me ten.